Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Orson, Power Power Power. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Monday morning episode, sorry it's a bit late, we've had various technical and I'll say emotional issues this morning mm. Sam, haven't we? We've had human interference. Uh, people uh, will just assume that the technical issues were mine, and they'd be right to assume that because traditionally <laughs> I am the person who fucks up technically. Yeah. Just for the record, because people <laughs> will tweet me about that and laugh and guffaw. You get a lot of that failing, you? And my failings yeah. and vulnerabilities as a human, which I'm very open about, mm-hmm. right? So mocking me is actually quite cruel when yeah. you know I don't need to be alerted to my failings and vulnerabilities. So I'm all too aware of them. Mm. However, it was Andy's technical uh, was. problems today. Worth noting because as the logistics king of Britain, yes. he very rarely faces that kind of challenge. But it's important for you to know that even someone like Andy Dawson will sometimes fall foul of this stuff. And so it can happen to anyone. If it can happen to me, it can happen to anyone, exactly. Precisely. Um, but, I mean, I almost threw a fucking strop and abandoned the entire schedule of recording that we had planned, didn't I? Because I just... I, well, that'd be perfectly fair enough, mate. I haven't dealt with this well at all. I've, uh, <laughs> I've thrown a wobbler. If there was anything I could do a Cantonar Kung Fu kick on around here, mm. I'd do it. But, do it on um, your microphone, mate. You, what? Do it on your microphone. I might do. See, mm. I can't even hear you because these shit headphones that I've got in now, Chaos, mate. Apple ones that came with my phone, I can't hear you. So, Just as my podcasting rig goes next level. Yeah. I can't remember we discussed that last week. Yeah. But I've got my fucking podcasting, what would you call this, arm bracket. I don't know. You've got your microphone it. hanging down like as if you're yeah, in mate. a recording studio or something yeah. like that. What I realised was my desk was small. But there was loads of unused, unexploited um, real estate in the air in my podding room. So I got stands and and brackets and so forth in order to put all the tech in the the sky, effectively. Mm. Uh, So I feel quite proud of myself. Anyway, a couple of things to talk about. Uh, Yeah. Now, what were they? Oh, yeah. Um, So first of all... um, I, I tweeted you about this on Friday night because uh, my son and I were discussing just how great beds were. I was putting him to bed and we had a chat about <laughs> how amazing go, being in bed is, right? And, it's and almost like Paul, Paul Whitehouse's character on the fascia. In bed's brilliant. <laughs> it is like that, yeah. But And we've discussed this before, beds, and how we invest lots of money in our in our bed rigs. In, in the comfort market in general. In the, yeah. in the comfort markets, yeah. <laughs> And, um, yeah, we should do what they're doing on that video game shop in America and short the comfort market. Uh, but I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Too complicated. 
Yeah, we were talking about our great bed was, and we were talking about mm-hmm. that thing, which I'm sure we've discussed before on this podcast, where you wake up in the night and for like a split second, you're like, fucking hell, what's going on? Where am I? And then after one second, you go, Ah, oh, fucking great. I'm in I'm bed, in mate. Bed. <laughs> <laughs> the best so you place think, of what's all. going on? What's what's happening? Yeah. Oh no, I've passed out somewhere. Oh no. You know, am I on a train? Have I missed my stop? Anything. Am yeah. I dead? That's another one. Right. And then you think, no, I'm at home Just in my bed. rig, all snugly, on a lovely, comfortable mattress that I shrewdly invested <laughs> a large sum of money in a number of years ago under a lovely duvet on my beautiful pillow. And you just think, yeah, it's great. And then was going, who invented the bed, mate? I mean, what kind of... That's got to be the best invention ever. That's the John so, Bed in 62, wasn't it? You would think. So I look it up and the Wikipedia page on beds is my new favourite Wikipedia page. Oh. I sent you some choice cuts from it on Friday night because I became too excited. It didn't quite warrant an emergency pod, mate, but I was mm. so excited I felt like I had to alert you to some of the bed facts um, mm. that I had that I had stumbled across with just the, an initial s- scan of the Wikipedia yeah. page I mean, straight it, away. It, it, it seems like it's crying out for our new history box. Uh, yeah, I'll just tell you a couple book, of things and us, then we'll do a deeper dive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the reason I had to start tweeting you about it in a way was because Len, ironically, had to go to sleep in his bed. The conversation began as I was putting him to bed. Mm. Then I left the room, went into my room, but we can communicate with each other if he shouts loud enough from his room right. and I shout back <laughs> loud enough from my room. Right? That's very resting, yeah, soothing. But in the end, we... In the end, we will get reprimanded for that, for bedroom ah, yeah. shouting, right? Yeah. So in the end, I'd from, say, look, from mate. The, the household's higher authority. Yeah, from the same. elders. And I'm like, look, mate, I don't I don't want you to go to sleep either, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently you have to. And therefore, we have to stop our awesome bed chat. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully you'll have some nice dreams about it. And in the meantime, I will just tweet Andy Dawson. (laughs) Because the first thing that we discovered, which made Len almost not able to get to sleep, was the line I read out to him when I said, listen to this, mate. Right? 23 million years ago, before the advent of humans, apes began creating beds composed of a sleeping platform, including a wooden pillow. And he was like, Jesus Christ, mate, that is incredible. Who who invented the bed? Ips did. There you go. 25 million years ago, long before fucking John Lewis or the Premier Inn even existed. Yeah? Um, The apes were all over it. I mean, it's one of them where it would... um, uh, my my philosophy towards the likes of Attenborough and Cox and such like, Mm. what I would Mm. say to them, prove it then. Because it yeah. seems like a very fantastical piece of information. There's no picture of it, right? Yeah, no photos. And, and there is no, there's a, there's one, the word pillow is in blue, which I take to mean I can click on it and it may give further evidence. But I think that will just take me to the pillow It'll Wikipedia you to page. The pillow page, I think. Which yeah, also yeah. sounds like an awesome page. <laughs> but my favourite thing is this ape's like, fuck this. I'm, I'm fucking tired of waking up with a bad back every fucking morning, right? 
than just sleeping on the on the fucking floor or up a tree. Yeah, I'm gonna have to make myself a fucking bed <laughs> because this is ridiculous. What do you right? mean a bed? Uh, well, a bed, a bed for, so I can lie on. You know, with a pillow. What? Just watch. <laughs> What? Look, I know you don't understand some of the words I'm using because I've made them up myself, but I've drawn up some plans. Not on paper, because that doesn't that won't exist for millions of years. I've I've done that thing of drawing pictures in the dirt with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it doesn't fucking rain or they'll wash away and I'll have to start all over again. <laughs> right. Well, forget but it. the best thing is his wooden fucking pillow. Now I'll need something comfortable to rest my head on. Well, what should I make it out of? Well, wood. <laughs> what else have we got? Yeah. Oh, there are pictures on this Wikipedia page of some amazing beds, including mm. Tutankhamun's bed made, need I hardly tell you, a fucking gold. Of course it right? is. Yeah. Um, and now there was a amazing bed uh, in the time of France, right? What is the, the time, time of France, France Sam? <laughs> yeah, 17th century, mate. The, the French era. <laughs> mm. Well, like the time of me, right, and you, yeah. the time of is that like, you go, the time of Sam and Andy. No, no, is Euro ninety six, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would say. Right. <laughs> the time of the uh, of the modern lad man, baby yeah. man, was the mid nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. And the time of the French yeah, when they when they hit their peak. Yeah. Seventeenth <laughs> century when they were going around in them big fucking white wigs, powdered wigs, and with the little dot. On yeah, the cheek. yeah, that was, that was the time of tell. the French. Now, okay. in the 17th century, according to uh, this Wikipedia page, in the 17th century, which has been called the century of magnificent beds, <laughs> by who? <laughs> doesn't say. Again, but it has been called prove that. <laughs> I tell you what, it's what I'm fucking calling well, it from I'm, now I'm on. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with that. Just didn't know about it. That's all. It's new information. Oh, yeah. the style a la Duchess with tester mm. and curtains only at the head, replacing more enclosed beds in France. Mm. A la Duchess is a lovely phrase, isn't it? It is. I don't know what it means. Uh, we can apply it. that to anything. I think it's a more sophisticated version of anything. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. You just so, stick that on the end. If you were having a cheese sandwich... Yeah, I was right. going to say potatoes, but yeah, cheese sandwich. But, but, but you embellish that cheese sandwich with a bit of... Branston, you would call that cheese sandwich a la Duchess. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. There's probably better examples. It's not a bad thing for listeners to get in touch with actually on the Twitter or on the Facebook mm-hmm. page. Just give us a normal thing and then what its a la Duchess equivalent is. Would be, yeah, the augmentation uh, of it. To yeah, I think a la Duchess is something we can really commit to on the podcast. There's loads of other stuff. Just lastly, though, um, and believe me I'm just picking things out at random this is like all killer no filler on this Wikipedia okay. page so I can really recommend it under the, the subheading notable examples right it says this one of the largest beds in the world right mm. is the great bed of Ware, made mm-hmm. in about 1580 about. <laughs> so John Wikipedia loves all that doesn't he <laughs> round about 1580 yeah <laughs> So John Wikipedia is just some geezer in the fucking pub, isn't he? Who yeah. he fucking thinks he knows everything. Yeah, yeah biggest bed in the world is called the Bed of Wet, and it made round about, about 80, 1580-ish, mm. right? But listen to this. It's 10.7 foot wide. Good. Okay. And 11 foot long. Mm-hmm. Massive. Now, 
the bed is mentioned in by Shakespeare in Twelfth Night. So it was actually in a Shakespearean play. So you're like, fucking hell, that's pretty hardcore, right? Mm. He's actually mentioned it. And does it still exist? Um, Can you visit it and lie on it? Listen, this is the best. This is the bit I'm building up to. Okay, okay. It is now in the Victoria and Albert Museum in fucking London, mate. Wow. Now the Victoria and Albert Museum in the current like lockdown situation mm. with no traffic, twenty minutes drive from me, yeah, from my you house. You can't get in. You can't. Well, no, not legally. <laughs> But I can tell you on Friday night, I was sorely tempted to jump the in the car, whiz round to fucking <laughs> the Victoria and Albert, bust in through the window, because I'm thinking they're not going to be keeping security on there, or yeah. certainly it'll be reduced security, and then just fucking have a big lie have down a in it. a st- star position on the yeah. biggest bed in the world. I mean, you could you could press your nose against the window and have a good look at it, probably for free at the minute. I want to lie on uh, the cunt, mate. You want to be in it? You'll get there one day. I think you've got to have a V and A V&A membership to be able to lie on it. They don't just let any. Oh, you got your membership? Go on, it. you can lie yeah. for five minutes, no kipping. <laughs> you can lie. You can have your photo taken. Then fuck off. It's the next person's chance. Three three positions maximum. Don't fucking <laughs> don't fucking wriggle about. <laughs> yeah, don't mess up. It's just been made. Don't fucking mess up all the sheets and that. And I mean, no dribbling. What was it? Eleven and a half by ten and a half feet. Yeah, it's not that big, is it? For that being the biggest now, bed in mate. the world. I mean, it's it's a it's a big bed, but I could imagine a bigger bed. You could have twenty foot by fifteen foot will be bigger. But, but would, it, would it then not be a bed anymore? I just I just think you could have a bigger bed. Yeah, it's not, mate. It's not claiming to be the world's biggest bed. But it's a fucking big bed. I thought you said it was. It was in, and it was in a Shakespeare play. So I thought you said it on. was the world's biggest bed. One of the largest beds in oh, the world. Right, okay. Remember, Sir John Wikipedia always couches everything he claims yeah. in sort of vagaries, doesn't he? I mean, it's, one it, of. I'm not saying it's the yeah, biggest. I'm not saying it's there. not the biggest. But what I'm saying is, it, let's just say Europa League places minimum. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's called yeah. the Bed of Ware. It was made about 1580. I'm I'm not saying definitely 1580. About he's like a clairvoyant, Sir John Wikipedia, yeah. isn't he? Like yeah. always. Like, and I'm thinking it was in a Shakespeare play. I'm not saying which Shakespeare play, but it'd probably be something like Twelfth Night because that's obviously set at night, which is a time you associate with beds. Mm. And it's in the Victorian Albert Museum. Right, next question. Because to me, it just feels like it's about the size of a snooker table. I mean, I know we discussed the other day that a full-size snooker table is a huge thing. But so I just big. think for a, for a bed, I would probably want a little bit more. But I'm not, you know. If I had a bed the size it. of a snooker table, mm-hmm. judging by my interactions with snooker tables over the years, I would always just sleep on the very edge of that bed with one leg up on it and the other one dangling down <laughs> off the side. It's just not comfortable because there'd be no way I could climb on top of it. Face down with your nose in the corner pocket, like one of those yeah. massage tables that's got one of those things for your face to go down in. In the I mean, time I, of I, France, the time just, of France, in the time of France, the custom of the bed of justice upon which the king of France reclined when he was present in Parliament, mm. the princess would be seated, the great officials standing, and the lesser officials fucking kneeling, wow. and the king would be on his bed, lying on it in the middle. Uh, it was it was held to denote the royal power even more than the throne. <laughs> do, it do makes some, you more powerful than the throne. 
doing some solid kinging. Yeah, right. Parliament, is it? Yeah, I'll come. But tell them they better put a fucking bed there the for bed. me to lie on. Because I'll be <laughs> fucked if I'm fucking standing up listening to those cunts. <laughs> let them stand. In fact, <clears throat> let the shittier ones kneel. I'll fucking lie there, hear what they've got to say. I might even have a kip. I might have just to show them how winks. powerful I am. <clears throat> What's French for 40? I don't know. And, and they talk, discatra, and then whatever fucking winks is in French. Who knows? <laughs> but that, I'll have that. Wonk. <clears throat> uh, the, I've been at the ultimate power place to fall asleep in front of someone. Do you know what I mean? When they're trying to communicate. Yeah. I've been yeah. on the receiving end of the, such a power play. Mm. Uh, when I was working at Comedy Central, I was in a meeting and the talent in that mm. meeting, talent is what you call the on-screen person, right? <laughs> Who we were meeting about, a show we were making about him. Right, yeah. He just fucking fell asleep. <laughs> and it, it was a power play, but do you know what? Mm. I really respected him for You've it. You've got to, haven't you? I just thought, what a guy. I'll tell you who it is, actually, because I doubt it'd sue me. He'd probably be proud of it, but it's KSI. Oh, right, yeah. Right, KSI rocked up with his mates, the Sidemen, right? Yeah. Lovely lads. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're having this meeting, and his agents there and various other people, and we're talking about the show we were making with him. And KSI, I really respected him because I just thought, here is a kid, right, <laughs> who's making more fucking money than most people can ever <clears throat> imagine just by sitting in his rig, having a right laugh, yeah? Yeah, kind of like us, but successful. Like us, but like a million times more successful, right? <laughs> Not fair, is it? And, uh, but, uh, you know, it's an inspiration, I would yeah. say. I would say he's like an ins- he's an ins- Yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm not joking. I think that I, when I worked at Comedy Centre, I hated my job. I hated mm. it, yeah. It was, all, it was all, well, it wasn't awful. I mean, it wasn't like fucking... But I didn't like it. I wasn't happy, right? Yeah. And um, it was like very corporate and suffocating and it didn't allow me to live out loud sufficiently, mm. right? And this, and I'm thinking, what the fuck am I doing this bollocks for? And then this kid comes in and I think I was inspired. Low key, I don't think I was consciously <clears throat> inspired, mm. but I think subliminally I thought, this kid's got the right fucking idea because his attitude to even coming in to a meeting, right, was... Do you know what, mate? I'm not being funny, but by even attending this meeting, I am costing myself thousands of pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, bit mm, not sure. But his agent was like, no, because for each video he records and edits, it takes him the best part of a day. It goes out. The size of his audience is such that each video through the YouTube advertising fucking system. algorithms, whatever <laughs> system, right? It will guarantee pay him out a minimum of X amount. Right. Yeah. So if he takes a day out to come and visit you in your stupid fucking offices and talk about your stupid fucking TV show, which it yeah. was, right? And your TV channel, which is, let's face it, a backwards idea now. Now yeah, that we've got exactly. YouTube and everything. Again, that was exactly what he said and thought. Yeah. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. I think we, I can't really remember why or how he agreed to it. He wouldn't these days because he's even bigger now. Mm. But we had to pay him a lot of money. But his whole thing was yawn. And he was sort of like, he's listening to me as if I fucking know what I'm doing. Like, you know, pretending to be a TV executive, right? I go, yeah, well, what we're going to do is uh, make the show and this is what the audience will like. And he's sitting there probably thinking, what the fuck do you know, mate? I've got 10 million people subscribing to my channel. That's more viewers than this channel has probably ever had. It, like, totally in its whole existence ever. Yeah? Which is true. Right? So you're the And you're sitting there giving me a fucking lecture on how we're going to make a fucking show. I make shows every day. They fall out of my ass and the world fucking loves them and yeah. I make loads of money. And you're here in your fucking office, right, trying to tell me shit. But he wasn't rude like that. But mm. as I was talking, I was thinking, this must be what he's thinking. Quite polite of him to not just say it, right? Yeah. And uh, anyway... Cut a long story short, next thing I know, I look round and he's fucking fallen asleep with his head on the desk. Yeah. And I thought, and his mates were like, oh, it's a bit out of order, right? And I was just like, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, I'd fall asleep if I fucking could, lads, to be honest. (laughs) If I was as rich as him, I'd be sleeping too. It's the equivalent of the French king. It's the equivalent of the French king, isn't it? That's, that's what made me think of it. It's like exactly KSI it is basically our version yeah. of that. KSI is basically the other thing I thought about him was I thought the you mad bastard, you are a, you're basically above the law. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, he's above I mean, I the think law. that's that's what can happen, and some of these podcasters and, and YouTubers get get to you know feel that way, and they do mm. feel as if they're above the law, and some of them will go to jail for a long time. I think. What, well, because, I mean, I think that's, because they what, just they, behave, behave in a fashion that is just unacceptable socially. Yeah, I don't know a lot about them, but I don't know about all that off-stage stuff. I think most stuff, of them will end up in prison. Me. I think most of them will end up in prison. Most YouTubers? Yes, I think so. Probably about 10 <laughs> years down the line. I mean, this 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 era now will become known as the, the time of the YouTubers, but then yeah. 10 years from now, it'll be the time of the imprisoned YouTubers because they'll oh, all be no. behind bars. Like the Nazis, like it's yeah, it's kind of like fascism that we're going through now, but the YouTubers are the Nazis, and eventually there'll be a reckoning. But I think KSI just does stuff about FIFA and that. Does he? What he did oh, back right then. then. Oh, well, it, can, yeah. it can escalate though. It can escalate. It can, quickly. yeah. They go in different directions. The one who was bigger than him back then was called PewDiePie. Mm. So I remember I was trying to like, um, I was trying to what's the word? I was trying to make advances to him. 
But I, I think he got into trouble and did something yeah, he, bananas. He, he did and he just started bit... talking. He, I mean, he was just talking about fucking Minecraft. Yeah. And then and next thing you know, started... if you get that much influence and power and adoration, mm-hmm. then you start thinking, oh, fucking hell, I'll say whatever I want, mate. It's not just Minecraft. I'll this talk about anything. Well, Eugenics. He, I, I, think he, well, I think that's what it was. He, he talked about the Nazis or something. He, was a, he went yeah. a bit pro-Nazi for a while. And oh, that's what can happen. When you haven't got someone saying no to you, that's yeah. what can happen. When there was that, was that one, was it the fellow that KSI fought against, Jake Paul? Yeah, he, yeah, and he, fight, he, he he went to Japan and he did a video in uh, a notorious suicide forest, and he hmm. did a video featuring dead bodies. Sort of, yeah, and you know that sort of thing because no one's around to tell you. Hang on a minute, there's a line here, you can't yeah. cross that line because they just think, oh, oh I'll do that, what, and then we'll do what, the next controversial. When thing. you produce, when you produce sort of content for a living, right? Mm. So you and I That's have done do. it for all sorts of, you know, corporate entities. Yeah. And the whole time we've been doing that, on some level or another, we would have both been thinking, fuck this, fuck these cunts, what are we working for them for? Yeah. All they do is restrict my natural creativity. Exactly, right? yeah. They don't allow my mind and imagination to breathe, mm. right? But what they were doing, apart from the fact of like lending you a bit of security and providing the resources that back then you needed in order to create content, right? Yeah. They also had... Very often they had shareholders or boards of directors <laughs> and lawyers, which meant yeah. that they were constantly vigilant. They had professionals <clears throat> who were vigilant on what was going on from a legal point of view in order to protect their shareholders and board yeah. of directors and everything. Yeah. And that, in turn, without us realising, protected us. And I can think of a million times where there's been lawyers in various jobs I've had who said, no, you can't do that. And I've fucking ranted and raved like that? a spoiled child. Why right? can't I do it? I'm insisting I do whatever I want, when I want. Right? I think it's funny and entertaining, and I think the rest of the world will as well. Let me yeah. do it. Exactly. And that was very much my attitude in most of the jobs I've had. And But now I look back and I think, look, mate, this you, what all we're saying is we're not saying we don't like this. We're saying the law will consider this to be illegal. <laughs> right? So then... Times change. Now we're able to do the vast majority of our output mm. is just independently made like this. Yeah. And that's good, but, you know. Mm, kind of. But we need we need to make sure we don't cross that line and find ourselves exactly. in a suicide forest in it, Japan well, exactly. doing a podcast. Because then we'll have fucked that's it. That's exactly the point. Yeah, because there's no lawyer. What I'm saying is, well, I think we did have a lawyer, didn't we? We had a, because we we've assembled got, yeah, quite a large one. crew. Yeah, I think so. We've got one. Um, but should we, we put a one, lawyer... They might, they might stop listening, I don't know. Should we put a lawyer on retainer? <clears throat> um, no. And they have to listen to every show before it goes <laughs> out? No. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. I'll okay. I'll, I'll be that, the, the lawyer on retainer. I did uh, a media legal training day once, and I think oh. I picked up enough from that to know what's what's right and what's wrong. Oh, yeah, I think I know, but do I stick to it? You think you know, but do you? But Mm. it's podcast, it's the Wild West, isn't it? You know, we can just do whatever Fuck it. I tell you what, when I worked at Heat, I I basically, by the end of it, thought that I was a common law lawyer because I'm not joking when I say this. I would say 40%, not an exaggeration, 40% of my time Mm. and my headspace was taken up with legal stuff, right? Really? So... 
every day. No, not every day, but a few times a week, there would be a fax mm. that would come through, usually from a celebrity's lawyer, complaining or threatening, right? Mm. And it would be like, you know, why this is not true, what you publish, blah, blah, blah. And the first time it came through, probably my first week on the job, I fucking freaked out, right? I bet you'd have shit yourself, wouldn't you? Yeah. I shat it. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck's this? This is just a little fucking... And I thought, fuck it. What? And it's going to sue us. Oh, no. Oh, I can see it's going to get shut down. I'm too pretty to go to jail. <laughs> right. That's why I basically run into the fucking boss's office at which one they oh, fucking hell. Why did we put beeping Timmy in charge of the magazine? This is the jewel in our publishing empire. The whole fucking business relies on it. And we put beeping Timmy in charge. He's fallen to pieces at the first legal fax. He's got That's shit running down it. his legs on day one. <laughs> He's running around in the fucking car park crying. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, anyway, they talked me down and was like, fucking hell, mate, calm down, will you? This uh. happens all the time. I would say by the end of the first month on the job, when mm. they arrived, I was like, literally, stick it on the fucking pile. Yeah, right? exactly. And you realise the law really is an ass because mm. it's completely um, a game of bluff and counter bluff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And the, and the real hideousness of it is it, it very often the outcome depends on in the game, in the Mexican standoff that mm. takes place when someone's got a sometimes quite legitimate complaint is who's got the most money. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, you've printed something. The person who it's about disputes. Let's say that. it's about. Let's say it's about Cheryl Cole. Let's say it's about sake. Cheryl Cole, right? Yeah. And there's there's two issues there. If it was about Cheryl Cole, Cheryl Cole was sort of quite essential to the success of the magazine at the time. Mm. So you'd have two things. You'd have a lawyer and a publicist, and a publicist would be this is out of order unless you publish a retraction or and an apology or whatever. Then you will have no access to Cheryl ever again. Mm. And the thing is, the publicists were night. Some of these publicists were awful, trumped up, aggressive little people, right? <laughs> and <clears throat> and I was a, a a big believer in listen in in the, the dynamic between the PR community and journalist community. Journalists need to fucking stand firm and not be bullied because we are the truth seekers. <laughs> I know there's an irony in that, <laughs> but I mean, okay. generally speaking, right? And they they've just got an agenda. They're on the <clears throat> payroll. They will they will pump the, the line of whoever's fucking paying their wages that week, right? Yeah. So that's nothing to do with truth. And uh, so I stood firm to him. I said, I don't give a fuck about access because our magazine is not about access. We're not fucking hello, right? Mm. Uh, we are not about big exclusive interviews. We're about gossip, right? Mm. So we don't need to sit down and interview a show or ever. Fuck, fine. We don't want fucking access. And, yeah. and uh, if you put a photo shoot on the cover of Heat, it would sell fuck all. If you put a pap shot on the cover of Heat, it would sell a million, right? So yeah. we don't need any access. But the lawyers are a different matter because if they go, right, here's a fucking legal letter, we'll take you to court, and you could have a fine, and you could also have a sort of a black mark against your name. Um, <clears throat> you go, fuck that. The, the, you call your lawyer, and the lawyer says, how rich do you think this celebrity is, <laughs> Right. That's that is. I'm not joking. That is the yeah. first question they ask, right? And you go, I don't fucking know. And they go, well, what, what do you think? How do you think they make their money? And you know, I'd sort of then ask around 
some of the people in the newsroom who, who knew better than me probably and they go well you know she's doing all right out of her records but she's also got this yeah. fashion line blah 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 and I go, yeah i reckon she's worth i don't know a few million quid few million yeah i think she's she'll have paid like su- such and such amount for this first letter but if if you go back fucking double as aggressive with our response that will it's basically a coded exchange between the two sets of lawyers and the code that's reasoning is listen our client's going to go fucking far with this and it's going to cost you fucking huge sums to pursue this. And Uji <laughs> thinks got the deeper pockets, right? And it was almost always us because we were a big publishing <clears throat> corporation. Apart from when it came to the Beckhams and I was told early on, do not fuck about with the Beckhams because the Beckhams are so rich, it's like taking on a nation state. <laughs> They're a two-headed right? monster. <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't fucking take the Beckhams on because they will not back down and they will take it all the way, mate. And in the end, they'll they they they'll pay more to their lawyers than we'll pay to ours. But that's all it is. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, At least it was back then. Um, yeah, this was pre the um, all the inquiries and stuff after the phone hacking stuff. But um, you know, the, the 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 that world was like that, and it just gave you insight to to, to media law generally. And you know, <clears throat> and you're not, not I mean, gonna... you know, I've I've kind of I've worked in. I've worked on magazines, I've worked on newspapers, I've done stuff for social media for companies and stuff. I can't imagine doing that again. I've never been happier than I am right now, yeah. sitting in my podding rig, just talking shit. Like right I now. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Fucking well, I think hell. that it's, it's we're even, lucky. E- even it's, the idea of going to a meeting yeah, seems that. far-fetched. I mean, lockdown ludicrous. has made it even more, me, me feel even more privileged to be doing it because... You sort of think it hasn't interfered. If anything, it's given us more ability to do it. And I, yeah. I, I hesitate to say that because my sympathies are with the, the, the millions of people who, for whom COVID has had a, a terrible impact, right? So I understand. That's what I'm saying. I understand. I'm very privileged to be in this situation. But uh, but if you are privileged, you shouldn't ignore that and think take it for granted. I don't. I've been yeah. fucking out. We're doing this. And it and it's was has sort of proved a bit COVID proof. Some mm-hmm. people are even kind enough to say that we have helped them during the crisis in some yeah. small, <clears throat> bizarre way, yeah. right? And but also, yeah, just not answering to people and doing your own thing is fucking sensational feeling. If you've spent your whole life trying to make shit, but always feeling as if it was in some way compromised. But aside from the pretentiousness, the creative pretentiousness of saying that, the main thing is. The very basics of not having to fucking turn up at a particular place and time at the behest of some cunt yeah. is fucking amazing. It is. Also, that's the one lesson we've taken from this other one is do not fuck with the Beckhams. Um, yeah. Predictions for the weekend? Uh, not good. Result spot got zero. I got three. You got two. So there's very little change there at the top. Did you watch um, West Ham? We didn't turn no, up, mate. I didn't. I just saw the highlights. Oh. I don't. I can't watch live matches anymore in case they get soured by VAR. I just watch yeah. highlights now. I, I can't think VAR's really calmed down, though. Do you think there's been a um, well, there directive the... from on high? Well, I don't know. Was there not a ridiculous one with Southampton yesterday when they had? A, oh, a, I didn't see it. But all I know is that West minute. Ham, for the first few games of the season, it was like every single game. Yeah, like there was a VAR thing, and now I just haven't seen a VAR thing in ages. I, I think it just comes and goes in peaks and troughs. And I think right. you know you might you might find that next week <clears throat> there'll be three things and we'll all be fucked off about it again. But um, the the best football I watched at the weekend, and I don't want to sound like a nostalgia adult 
prick, but the best football I saw was the night EV4, and it was the big match revisited from 1975. Oh, yeah, that's about that. Uh, oh, it, it'll be on ITV Player or Hub, whatever it's called, and it's from March 75, Arsenal versus Stoke. The highlights of Arsenal versus Stoke went on for about 35 minutes. It just never stopped. It was on an absolute mud bath. Uh, yeah. And this this was in March '75, so the, the pitch was still shit. It wasn't even midwinter. Uh, it was Stoke, like yesterday's hero style pitches. Yeah, Stoke had an incredible away kit. Arsenal were fighting relegation. Stoke wow. were going for the championship. Wow. Uh, you got to see young Frank Stapleton making his debut, I think, and he got subbed off and replaced by young Liam Brady. So Arsenal Brilliant. were bringing through these young players to try and save themselves from uh, relegation. Um, it was just fucking brilliant. And then you had uh, Brian Moore's guest in the studio was Charlie George, who was sporting a really tight perm, which must have been fashionable <laughs> in 75. But Charlie George was out of favour at Arsenal, so he had a massive cob on, and right. he was just complaining about everything that was going on at Arsenal. He wanted like, to leave. He was like, Frank fucking Stapleton. Who the fuck? I never it fucking was, heard of the Yeah, comp. it was pretty much like that. There was no kind of media sheen or anything like that. Charlie yeah. Go- Charlie George was in the huff and he wasn't trying to hide it. And Lovely. then Brian Moore read out some letters that people had sent in and he revealed their full house addresses when he read them out. <laughs> fucking mad. Why? It's like oh, we've had a letter well. from we've had a letter from nine year old Gary Walker who lives at fifty four fucking Meldrew <laughs> Avenue in Stoke. It was brilliant. So I mean that's the best thing out because it's just it just it's football but it's completely removed from what we're watching now. So yeah. it's nice to kind of look at that. But you think, still see skill and stuff, don't you? Like someone shared yeah, a clip from that yeah. of a West Ham game the other day. It must have been from the same show because it was similar era. Same muddy pitches and that, mm. and uh, and the, the goal was the the it was West Ham scoring this goal with about like twenty passes, bits mm. of skill, great finish, and then you think actually what these old pros often say because they always trot out oh what those lads like your George Best could have done on the pitches of today, yeah. and I think look that's bollocks. You'd have never fucking survived because you're all like smoking forty fags a yeah. day and all the rest of it, right? But actually, it is incredible because they all play with a huge amount of, like, skill and grace in yeah. fucking pitches that are just mud. Pitches mm. that the likes of you and I would struggle to even walk on, mate. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> so there's something in that, definitely. That's my TV recommendation of the uh, of the day. Um, I think that's about it for this one. You got anything yeah. else you want to mention? Nah, there's loads of stuff, but, I mean, you know, it can all be yeah, it'll, saved. It'll keep, we'll we'll yeah. filter it in throughout it's the week. It's all evergreen. All the yeah. Um, if you're wondering where last weekend's Top Flight Tune Machine episode went, it never happened. It hasn't happened yet. We'll do it probably tomorrow. There was we'll a good reason for it, though, is that we were due to record it at the weekend and then we just couldn't be fucked because it was the weekend. So yeah, I'm sure when you realised that that was our reason, I'm you were more sympathetic. I tried to dress it up with something more than it was, but we just couldn't be asked. Yeah, it was fucking you know, Sunday, mate. Fuck that. It's the Lord's Day. Yeah. So there we are. Um, More of the usual shit coming throughout the week. Um, You keep listening and we'll keep doing it. Bye. Thank you.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 